Hello, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Gavin DeStasi, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about discretionary spending, specifically on the difference between spending on experiences versus spending on material things. I've long been a proponent of vacation and travel, both as a means to recharge your batteries, as well as to broaden your horizons and gain perspective in a world that, despite becoming easier and easier to actually travel around, seems to be increasingly inward looking in so many ways. Having spent many years of my young adult life as a touring musician, I've been quite lucky in the sure volume of travel experiences I've had. I've also been lucky in the fact that so many of those experiences were positive ones, and as you can imagine, I've had quite a few stories from those old days, some of which even I, my kids can enjoy and, and I can actually tell them. My wife Tracy is also a big travel nut, as evidenced by the fact that she chose a career as a flight attendant almost entirely because of the travel benefits it offered her when she was younger. But lately I've been thinking about travel and the positive benefits from it from a bit of a different perspective. That is, through the lens of financial planning, and specifically the concept of value and what types of expenditures people truly get the most out of with their discretionary income dollars. The idea that spending on experiences rather than things has long made sense to me and to my way of thinking. If ever there's an area where I might be willing to stretch myself on a purchase, it will almost always be on an experience rather than a material item. For me, this is not a new concept though. Many years ago, when Jared and I were in our 20s, we, along with another good friend of ours, went backpacking through Europe. It was during this trip that we started talking about travel and the experiences it provided as more than just the trip itself, but we decided travel was actually a way to increase your lifespan. Not literally, of course, but from a certain perspective. The idea here was that during six weeks of backpacking through Europe, we would have many more memorable experiences which would produce stories we would likely tell for years, and did, than we would during any six-week period during normal life at home. Because of that, we reasoned, that six-week period was actually longer, or I guess more to the point, fuller than any other six-week period at home. The logical conclusion, therefore, was that those weeks equated to more than just six weeks, and thus, longer life. It's a bit of a stretch, I know, but I think you can understand what we were getting at. What we didn't know was that there's actually research to support the theory that experiences do actually make people more happy than material things ever can. Perhaps not the part about making your life longer, but the fact is we weren't that far off track. Psychology professor Thomas Golovich from Cornell University has been studying the subject for decades and has come to the conclusion that much more happiness is derived from experiences rather than material things. He explains that people often think spending money on an experience is not as wise as an investment as spending it on a material possession because they think the experience will come and go in a flash and they'll be left with little compared to owning an item. But in reality, we remember experiences long afterward while we soon become used to our possessions. At the same time, we also enjoy the anticipation of having an experience much more than the anticipation of owning a possession. It seems part of the problem with buying things comes in the fact that we as people are so adaptable. You may gain some pleasure out of buying a new car in the short term, but soon that becomes your new reality. In short order, you're no longer excited by it because essentially you become used to it. With an experience, even though it may be long gone, the memories are still there and in many ways over time those memories can become even better. We often will forget the tough moments and focus on the good times during a trip, for instance, or we may even view those hard times through a different lens perhaps as character building moments or as a funny story that worked out in the end, even though it may have been dicey at the moment. 
Taking it even further, our experiences become who we are. Very few of us would think of ourselves and our character as the sum of the things we have, but most would agree that to a large degree, we are the sum of our experiences. Those experiences become part of our identity. And shared experience connects us to other people in a way that shared consumption just doesn't, which often has the effect of bringing us closer to those people. You feel much more connected, for instance, to someone you travel to Cuba with than someone who also owns an Apple Watch. We consume experiences directly with other people, says Gilovich, and after they're gone, they're part of the stories we tell to one another. Research also suggests that we are much less likely to negatively compare our experiences to someone else's, as we tend to do with our material possessions. It may bother us a little if we see someone staying in a nicer hotel or flying first class, but not nearly as much as with our material things. The idea here is that it's much harder to feature compare our experiences to others, but doing that with material things is easy, so we do. How many carrots in your wedding ring or how fast does your car go zero to 60? Experiences are more personal, so it's easier to look at them on their own merit. It's not a coincidence that this topic is on my mind at the moment. I'm only recently back from a vacation to Europe with my family, as well as with Jared's family and one other of our friends. We all did some traveling alone and then met up for a week together at a house outside of Florence. It was a fantastic time, but as anyone who has traveled with children knows, it's not without its challenges. Dragging kids all over Europe in the heat while trying to convince them that this thousand-year-old church is really cool and not the same as the last thousand-year-old church we saw yesterday can have its challenges. But what I know is that 10, 20, 30 years from now, they won't remember how hot it was or how much they didn't like the food. They'll remember that their parents took them to Europe and we laughed and we swam and we saw amazing churches and the pizza in Rome is really good. One day we had early in the trip, though, I think illustrates the point pretty well. We spent a few days on Lake Como in Italy before meeting up with everyone else. And one day I decided to rent a speedboat. It was a little more expensive than we had budgeted for, but we were loving the area and it looked like so much fun, we just went for it. We spent the day driving that boat up and down the lake and saw more of the lake and the little towns than we ever could have otherwise. We had a picnic on the boat while overlooking a beautiful little town and stopped to swim in the crystal blue waters of every small cove we came across. I let the kids drive that boat as fast as they wanted, and we even took a swim out front of George Clooney's place. When we got back to the hotel, my kids both told me it had been the best day, maybe of their lives, but definitely of any travel day they had ever had, and they've been lucky enough to travel quite a bit. As Tracy and I talked about it later, we realized these are the days they'll remember when we're gone, and hopefully the things they'll hang on to long after. It's really hard to put a price tag on that. As a financial planner, we talk so much about the importance of fiscal discipline when it comes to a family's finances. Choosing when and how much to spend on discretionary purchases is a huge driver of the financial health of all of us. So we spend quite a bit of time listening to clients talk about how they manage it and helping them make those choices. And I'm always conflicted when I see someone whom I know is spending more than they should, but doing so because they know it could be a once in a lifetime experience. It's just easy for me to understand that compulsion. And as it turns out, the research shows if you're going to spend too much on something, you're much better off spending it on a once-in-a-lifetime experience rather than that new thing you really think you want. 